I am Lucas Mack, and I'm on a mission to see the hurting get healed and the healed go out and heal others in order for all of us to experience the true love and light we desire. This podcast is me sharing my journey with you so you don't feel alone in your journey. Welcome to the Golden Rule Revolution. Hello, my brothers and sisters, and welcome back to another episode of the Golden Rule Revolution. I am Lucas Mack. Thank you for joining. Thank you for being part of this movement of healing and bringing unconditional and infinite divine love into this world. Thank you for being a light bearer and a light worker. Today, I I had one of the most incredible conversations with our guest today, who is Alicia Berry. I found her on Twitter. Then I I loved the content she was putting out. So I found her on Instagram and she is one of these divine light workers, a really beautiful soul and hearing her story, her spiritual uh, story, her professional story um, is going to touch a lot of people right now. So I'm excited to bring my dear sister, Alicia to you. Enjoy. Thank you for coming on the podcast. It's such, it's, first of all, it's really nice to meet you. <laughs> and, it's really nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, I love meeting people and hitting record while we have our first conversation. <laughs> yeah, oh, it really puts God. them in the spotlight, doesn't it? <laughs> it sure does. You know, yeah. the beautiful thing about this podcast is people are listening all over the world and it really is showing the beauty of humanity. It's really showing how it doesn't matter what quote what country we've come from we're all these light beings illuminating this beautiful truth right now that we can be we can walk in love we can walk in light we can become sovereign beings and and be an invitation for other people to to do the same and when i read your content it's like you know i, I was thinking this morning like what your content is like water. It's very fresh and it's refreshing. And I love seeing it. And I love that you're putting it out. So thank you. And thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much. My entire approach to what I've been doing online, I don't like to call it content. I'm just saying they're just messages for people. But mm-hmm. content is such a, I don't know, third dimensional word (laughs) but um, I would just say they're just messages I'm putting out for people and I'm just trying to make uh, spirituality relatable Hmm. where without it there's just so much out there for people to absorb and it's just important that you break it down really easy so that it's easily absorbed by everybody and you don't need to have read like 30,000 books right. to right. actually like get half of the stuff that people are talking about because it actually is extremely simple. Yes, it is. And um, I think through the years, all esoteric teachings and occult teachings were purposely written in the most confusing language and difficult to decipher kind of um, metaphors. Purposely, so that it was like a it was like a filtration, you know, like who's actually going to who's going to be worthy of uh, receiving the kind of information that they're trying to put out there. 
But I think the time that we're at right now, we've entered into the golden age. We've entered into the age of Aquarius. So it's very important that all of these messages, which have been preached for thousands of years, are actually put into very easy to understand terms. And um, that's it. And as long as they hit hit the right note with people, um, that's what I think is important for all of us here as light workers and I don't know, communicators of the light, I suppose. Yeah. It, that's a really beautiful way to. <laughs> hey guys, guys. I got three little ones and they're, they're, oh my God, that's they're so active cute. this morning. I can hear them. How um, old are they? Uh, our oldest just turned nine yesterday, and so we had big celebration for her, which was fun. And then, uh, oh, belated a, happy birthday! Yeah, thank you. And, um, and then we have a six-year-old and a four-year-old, so it's a busy, busy house, but a lot of love. And, and I'm watching so them; these younger, even though they're my children, they're, these souls are incredible that are coming into the earth right now. It's like they. We are the trailblazers, but they're the ones saying, thank you. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Here's how how we're going to be. And it's beautiful. Exactly. Every generation is an improvement on the last one, or there'll be no evolution, right? Right, right. So there's, I love what you're saying. They did, they being the people that copied and wrote all these teachings down, they did make it confusing. They did all these metaphors and when I started, so my path came through the Christian path and came through the Bible and I've read the Bible in, in all the, in many different um, versions, but the King James Bible, and I would sit and I'd get these metaphors and I'd get so frustrated. And then I would ask for the understanding of what it meant. And I would sit with it and I wouldn't move past it till I got it. And eventually things started clicking where I, I understood it and I understood it. And that's when I realized it's not so much the reading it, it's the asking, it's the, it's the receiving the great perspective on these teachings that, so I wasn't limited to what was written so much as what's available to receive. Yes. And how you process it Yes, as an individual soul. That's right. So tell me, tell me your, your journey, your spiritual journey and, my journey is, uh, I think it's very cliche. I'm an indigo child. And I don't know if you've heard of those or not. Yeah, but expl- can you explain for people that haven't heard? Because no one's talked about that on the podcast yet. Um, okay, so when I was growing up, I always had like this, um, a bit of a identity crisis because I just felt like I never belonged to what people were doing. How It was always a... So like socializing was extremely uh, anxiety causing for me. I always preferred to be in my books and uh, well, it just kind of led me down this path where I realized that I'm different. And I don't know, I think one of the main things when you're growing up and you don't understand who you are or why you're here or anything is you develop certain behavioral issues and you um, and you try to find all kinds of solutions for them. And I mean, I think, I think people can't understand what you're all about. So they brand you as like, say a black sheep or like, um, uh, you know, like, 
or like a wild child or something. So yes, I when I was growing up, I had my share of like trying to find out who I was and I always didn't want to get into the traditional third dimensional matrix slave mentality that's out there. I was very clear about that. So I used to paint as a kid and I used to sing. So I as a career I took up uh, communication design. and then i progressed to becoming a creative director at an agency oh yeah and um that was the one of the most uh dark days of my life because i just felt like okay i'm at this position where i am commanding an entire team and i still feel so unfulfilled mm. and um my singing had taken like a complete back seat it was all through school and then it just stopped and uh, i was i said i have to get back into music i have to get back into reading the stuff i was reading when i was a kid mm. and um yeah i met like suddenly when i had this realization i met a lot of very beautiful souls some healers some teachers and i think like when the student is ready the master appears yes yes so i got influenced by a few people i met who were traveling through india and uh, i got interested in crystals and i always felt like i had an affinity with them and uh, then i started exploring as to okay so yes there are reasons why i feel i'm different but what exactly is it and i started actually reading dolores cannon and everything made so much sense because she speaks about the waves of volunteers who would come on the planet and how there are these light warriors who always want to speak the truth who always stand up for the truth and who do not wish to accept anything but the truth and i was like that's me because that's exactly why i couldn't fit into the matrix system because a lot of it is based on people pleasing and yes. walking around on eggshells around people which is something i am not capable of doing <laughs> so <laughs> um yeah i was always like let's be upfront and honest and social norms never uh, never sat well with me like mm. i was always I was always like a rebel and um yeah so to cut it short now I got into crystals I got into healing I started doing it as like a side job and uh, I was always into tarot cards and stuff also I got my first pack of tarot cards from my sister gifted it to me actually when I was like 14 years old or something wow and um i was always interested in the cards i remember i even slept with them under my pillow <laughs> wow. um yeah so i just started to integrate all of that with me and uh, soon enough like things started falling into place i started i took a healing course i learned pranic healing at first i don't know if you've heard of that modality or not no no yeah so it's it's like a So there's prana all around us which is the life force right right so pranic so reiki and pranic healing differ in the sense that when you're doing reiki you must have heard of reiki reiki yep. is basically yep. channeling divine energy and healing people with it but pranic healing is absorbing prana from the elements around you and healing people with that cool amazing amazing so I I mean I did get into that and then I 
that was like the beginning and once i learned that modality then i started exploring further and now i've developed my own healing modality which is more intuitive and doesn't really have a label because i don't know from you. maybe I- one day i'll name it something but i don't think there's any point to doing that right now um yeah and that was happening and um as my uh, crown and my root started healing you know like my root chakra started healing and i started feeling more grounded in the world and everything then you know the energy started moving upwards and mm. i got back into singing so i'm i'm a classical singer i train in uh, opera and western classical music wow so yeah so <laughs> that <laughs> when are you going to put a video singing? I want to hear the shock and awe everyone. That would be so cool. <laughs> yes, that will be the plan. Yeah. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah, so wow. I do I sing I sing with um, I sing with a professional bunch of uh, musicians. Wow. So we perform around Delhi and uh, we haven't obviously had any concerts. in the last year but we do keep performing pretty regularly and wow. very skilled singers and it's it's a complete honor to be a part of that so yeah i mean i feel once your heart your heart sings with joy because you're helping people and you're on your true path then i think the other creative aspects of your life kind of unfold in tandem you know yeah, yeah. that's so, so cool. you know you and i in in some regards have very similar um gifts i think expressed for this world so i owned an ad agency oh um, and i was a creative director <laughs> surprise, at my agency yeah, no. <laughs> and you know what to be a good creative director it's i mean in my opinion from my perspective it's the nuance it's not necessarily you know it's it's very ethereal even though you know there's good design principles and what is laid out properly yeah. it's also an intuitive part of exactly. character however exactly. i can see that that gift keeps serving this like materialism world this monetary engine that is just a beast it really is a beast can kill the soul yeah it yeah. is I, it, it's just um it's just maybe it's the country i live in i'm not sure of that i don't know how it is where you're at but it's very difficult for agencies to say no to their clients mm. and i was notorious for saying no to my clients when something <laughs> was not possible <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> so that awesome. it's it's like you know in, in india i don't know if it's just india or if it's everywhere in every creative agency but like if a client says oh please can you complete this task for me the first reaction everyone has is yes we'll do it we'll do it we'll get it done but that is regardless of whether it is possible or not and then later on you end up like over promising and under delivering which yes. is not exactly a good place to be in right. and i was always a bit of a perfectionist so i couldn't um deal with that and i couldn't deal with the i couldn't deal with the duplicitous nature of the work you know it's like um 
why do something when your whole heart is not in it? I mean, as far as when you're designing stuff or when you're creating a painting or, or a beautiful area or something, it's like, okay, I'm enjoying this. I'm loving it. I'm, my heart is singing. I'm singing. Mm, my soul yeah. is singing. Yeah. And here we are. We've taken this beautiful uh, gift we have of art and visuals and we're trying to sell it to someone and we're trying to convince them that it works. And sometimes they don't get it, but right. we have to be okay with it, even though it just works. So yeah. it, it's, it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's the whole people pleasing thing again, which, yeah. which we come back to. It's not something I really like even help. I don't, I always tell people, please just speak the truth. Even if, mm. even if it hurts me, please speak the truth hmm. because I would rather have, I've heard this quote somewhere and I love it. And it says, I'd rather have a naked truth than a well-dressed lie. Hmm. Yes. And that's it. so that's basically that's it. It. <laughs> it. It makes sense. Um, I mean, so many beautiful things you just said, but it makes sense why you don't like um, calling your, words content because you come from the agency world which like reduces words the it's uh it packages exactly. and it, yeah that makes so much exactly. sense like yes exactly oh that's good i got chills for a second because it's it's yeah just the expression of the soul is what you're doing in written form versus i'm putting content out <laughs> into the world exactly. which is amazing that's so good you're just giving messages out to people at the end of the day and often we're all the entire collective consciousness is always relatively speaking going through similar things at the same time so it's very important to help people understand that you're having a bad time okay it's okay to have a bad time yes. but you're not alone in having a bad time right that's right please talk about it yes please get help please talk about it because you are not alone specifically being not alone when I, so before I started my ad agency um, and that's where the email I emailed you is fourth Avenue media is I still use that. Um, it's like my primary email now, but um, I was a TV reporter. I was a journalist before that. Oh. And they, and my first, my first station, they said, if one viewer calls into the station for whatever reason, if they complain, it's equal to a thousand people with the same um, thought. So I always have taken that as if, yeah, if you were feeling pain or struggle, whatever we're feeling, statistically, even from the news world, they say a thousand other people are feeling that exact same thing at that moment. So we, when we, and this is what vulnerability is so beautiful is because when I can take my mask off and say, this is what I've gone through, I can't. And then you've, you we humans feel safe enough to take their mask off and be like well exactly. this is what i've gone through and then we look around like man we're all in this together it is such a beautiful dance that we get to be in on the other it side of pain absolutely yeah. absolutely and and we're all on the same journey we're just at we're just at different points of that journey and it's it's important to remember that it, it to never look down on someone because they're not as evolved as you or as enlightened as you. I mean, right. I think I think the bar of enlightenment keeps rising as you as you progress on this journey. So I just mm. 
I feel it's very important to also as light workers have empathy for people because yes somebody might not be as evolved as you are at this point but one day they could be even more evolved than you because yeah. <laughs> their circumstances would lead them in a direction which would push them into awakening mm. and i think it's very important to this is one thing which i really believe it's like you don't need to interfere with a person's journey it's like you just put there to um say a few words and you know show a little light mm. and they should find their own they should find their own way so it's not like i'm speaking it so it's the gospel no please right. research uh, take it inside meditate on it tell me how you feel when you think about it don't just accept it because i'm saying it Right. Yeah. You have me thinking. If, did you grow so the in your family growing up were were the, was there a specific religious path? Was it Hinduism? Was there or was there like a framework that you have bounced off or grown from? Or how did you come to this perspective? Um. Okay. So my family follows a sect of Hinduism called the Arya Samaj Hinduism, which is basically there's two kinds of Hinduism. One is Sanatan Dharma, and one is Arya Samaj. And mm. Sanatan Dharma basically has a lot of idol worship, yeah. and there's a whole bunch of gods that you pray to. Yeah. Okay, that's the Hinduism you hear about everywhere, where there's like Rama and Krishna and Kali and they were. yeah all kinds of gods and goddesses and then there's arya samaj which is basically vedic ceremonies where you're just um where it's basically the elements that you're appeasing even if you do a ritual at home or something so there's like there's always like a fire whenever there's like a vedic ceremony and um so that's what it's like i've never really had any kind of pressure to um conform to any religion which is something i'm really grateful for yeah, plus i think that's because of uh this particular sect of hinduism because there's no idols there's no god there's just basically a higher power and the elements it's pretty pagan in its own way <laughs> so <laughs> yeah so i think uh, i think that has something to do with it and when i was growing up i thought I started doing Buddhism. I started. I started uh, doing Buddhist chanting. Nam Yoho Renge Kyo. I don't know if you've heard of that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's yeah. It's like it's Nichiren Buddhism, which is another sect of wow. Buddhism. It's set in Japan. Um, I got into that, and I was like, okay, I don't want to be a Buddhist either. So <laughs> then all of these isms kind of faded because at the end of the day, I was like, I just want to find out. who i am yeah. and yeah. who is the i am yes. and how am i connected to the i am yes. and that's basically it like it mm-hmm. was just curiosity and i and i think you and i um you've had your background in christianity and then you know and the thing is if you get into this world it's not this is not your first incarnation that you're getting into this world in mm. there's a reason why certain stimuli has been placed in your path at this point 
to lead you on this path so it's like it's like an old it's like a past life story which is just continuing in this life yes yes, yes. so beautiful i i am more blown away by even hearing y- your story we and i feel there's this visceral we this beautiful we all around the world right now even listen even at this time right now people are holding space people are are waking up and it is even the schumann resonance is showing that everything is coming right now and it feels amazing it feels like we're pioneers for something that it's, it, it's an indescribably beautiful feeling. Yes. It's like it's like yes. it's like it's like when we were kids, and we knew it's our birthday in a week, hmm. so we'd get so excited about it. Oh my god, it's my birthday in a week! Oh my god, it's my birthday in a week! And and the day is coming closer and closer and closer, and we don't know when the exact date is, but we have this sense of something huge building. And it's just going on building and it's snowballing into this beautiful, glittery ball of love. And (laughs) I can't wait to see what actually happens um, as a result of it. But my guess is that my guess is that people are just going to wake up in in bunches. And uh, that's why things are slow. I mean, there's a lot of things I don't know if we can talk about on this podcast or not, we, considering we you go, were. <laughs> you can talk I about mean, anything and everything. You got it, sister. Considering you were in, you were a journalist. I yep. mean, for example, there's so much, um, there's so many lies being spread through oh. the news world right now. Yes. It's, yes. It's yeah, that's basically. I mean, apart from all of this love that we're going through, there's also so much shadow work going on on this planet because people are realizing they've been lied to. Yes, yes. Like they're just in that that's in droves. And first, even though there's so much love coming in, there is so much anger coming in also. And it's anger which has been bent up and just suppressed because everyone's lives were so hectic when uh, pre-COVID times that they didn't really have time to think about the deeper things in life. And I think COVID astrologically and uh, metaphorically, COVID happened at a time when something was to go down. We were to enter the age of Aquarius. Yes. So whether it was a pandemic or it was a war or it it was whatever, it had to be a trigger for people to actually realize that this is not the way we have to live. That's right. There is another way to live. We have to thrive. We don't have to just survive. Right, right. And we are meant to thrive. It's interesting. Journal Journalism is, um, there are journalists, but the majority of journalists now are citizen journalists or um, because to journalism observes and asks five questions, who, what, when, where, why, and answers those five questions and then interviews people with perspectives on those five questions. And it's, 
if one perspective is pro, then another perspective must be against. And then the story is presented. Here's the facts. Here's how people are seeing it. And then those receiving that content can make their own decision. But there is no opposing side now. It's just demonization of one side. And that exactly. But that perhaps is what I mean, in this grand scheme, it's what's waking people up. I I hope exactly, exactly, because it's like, where's the room for debate? Yes, where's the room for people to, I think, arguing and discussing in a healthy fashion actually leads to growth. Yes, it does. Yes. But if you cut off one side of the argument completely, you're just, I mean, it's fascism. Yes, it is. But then that's what's, that's what's required, I guess, for people to understand that what they were schooled into thinking was fascism was not really fascism. Right. But what they are in right now is. Right. It's diabolically brilliant. And. Exactly. It, I, I talked. I've, I've talked recently, I used to talk about this a lot, but I haven't um, spoken of it as much until the past couple of weeks. But Joseph Goebbels, who was Adolf Hitler's not just closest confidant in the Third Reich, but his best friend, they they were both imprisoned after World War One together. Um, and then Joseph Goebbels became the minister. And just this title alone should, I, I hope, wake people up to what what is happening right now propaganda ministry right and enlightenment (laughs) the the minister of propaganda and public enlightenment oh my god and and public enlightenment (laughs) you can tell people they're enlightened by feeding propaganda or we can exactly detach from all this and be like what is really happening and Yeah, that that title itself should wake people up, but then you're not going to find that publicized anywhere because it doesn't suit. Doesn't fit their narrative, yeah. Exactly, it doesn't. But then there's people like you and I who are just going to tirelessly speak our truths no matter how many toes we step on. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's right, because it's worth the hearts that get activated and the eyes. Exactly, exactly. And now it makes sense, like reading this, reading the Bible, when Jesus kept saying, he was ears to hear, let him hear. He was eyes to see, let him see. And um, it's, it really does take you, unless you're wanting the truth more than anything. Like I, you and I, we share that. I want truth more than anything. And I will crawl to it. Like I will do everything I can because truth I grew up in so much confusion, pain, hurt, all these things that, and in the name of truth, which led me to go down my path of, of self-destruction. And I just wanted truth. Just tell, just tell the truth, just tell the truth. And now I'm so proud of you for your journey as well. Mm -hmm. What happened with you? What was your journey? Like, uh, I, I was abused, um, severely in the home. And, um, I did a, I did a Ted talk in 2019 called breaking the cycle of child abuse. And I just touched like a 1% little drop of it, but it was, it was significant. And, um, I attempted suicide at the age of 20 and, um, was really, 
I was suicidal all the way up till the age of 36 when I finally hit rock bottom and went through this healing journey. And my wife and I have gone through this journey. Um, but even in this past October, something was like the last thing I couldn't consciously have done a lot of <laughs> healing was my banner cry for so long. I mean, it still is. It's so important to be aligned. We it's must always, heal, it's a you continuous know, journey. It's a continuous journey. And I've done so much work to heal in so many different modalities and, and, um, and they have been incredible and they've been healing and I, in a layer, I feel safe enough. What, what I'm learning is the safer I feel, the more can be revealed, the safer I feel. And it's on a subconscious level. Yes. Um, and so plant medicine has been an, an incredible sitting in ceremonies, going to, very sacred places where they're holding space and I can process that in a safe space. Yes. Um, but my wife said, she asked me a question in October and it was like, and I was doing great. I mean, meditating, feeling good, doing podcasts. I mean, spiritually, I was felt like a really good place. And she asked me something and it's like the nice thing, my wife and I, she's incredible, but she was the only one that could have asked me a question. It was like a nuclear tipped arrow that went straight into the depths of my heart and blew the whole thing up. And I was devastated because it was revealing the greatest truth of what happened to me as a child. And I have hated my body up until this moment in October. I hated my body. Every day I couldn't shower, couldn't go to the bathroom. I couldn't eat anything without saying, knowing, consciously knowing, I hate my body, hate my body. And not in how I look, like a visceral, like a real visceral hatred of my body. But I was saying my I am's like consciously, like I'm, you know, like I am love, I'm safe, I'm loved, I'm free, I'm abundant, I'm powerful. I have these words right here that spoke to, because I thought I was going to be killed as a child. So yeah. I am safe is my number one thing. I am safe. I am safe. Yes. I am safe. I am safe. Um, but she said this thing and it devastated me. And I drove up to the mountains and did not plan to come back. And I just called my brother to let them know, let someone know where I was because I wasn't planning on coming back. Mm -hmm. And he was like, Oh, tell me, you know, what's going on. And I share. And he's like, well, I have the same, same thing. Uh, I don't want to get into the details, but mm -hmm. the same thing happened to him. And that's all I needed was like, it was like a flicker of light in darkness. Like, wait, you, I'm not alone. Like we grew up in the same house, but we don't have a lot of memories from John, a lot of blocked gaps of time. And so when yes. he said that it was like, and it led me just to thread out of this darkness. And I eventually came home and, uh, and since October of 2020, I have not hated my body and this is such a, I'm not going to qualify. I have not hated my body since 2020 or October of 2020. And, and it was a massive, and you know, no accident that week I had this breath work session lined up with these beautiful healers. I mean, incredible. And one of the guys he's, he's actually in uh, Nova Scotia, Rob, if you're listening, I love you so much. So, a former special forces um, that got into Aikido and became an Aikido like 
high Aikido master. He's studying with wow. for three months Aikido with this master and, and, um, and he does this breath work that he had developed and I needed someone with that strength, a, a special for Cause I, I am, I'm a big guy. I'm a strong guy. Like I'm not exactly, I'm not, I'm not, I needed someone with that power <laughs> to say, yes, yeah. hold space for me in that. And his wife, a sacred masculine. It. Yes. The sacred, ma- I needed that sacred masculine that wasn't going to do anything to me, yeah. take anything from me, want anything yes. to hurt me yes. just to hold space. And, um, yes. and it was so healing and I bawled my eyes out that week and to have, and then I would bring something up. He starts crying stuff that he hadn't thought of. It was really a beautiful thing and it wow. could not have been more divinely timed. That's I was beautiful. supposed to do it on that Monday with them. It was a Monday through Friday course. And I didn't show up on Monday. They didn't know where I was. Cause I, that's, I was up in the mountains. And, uh, so we started on Tuesday and they're like, where were you? And I just like, I don't know. I'm just like unpacking all this stuff. And it was so beautiful. So there are no accidents. Yeah. There's no accidents. There's no accidents. There's no accidents. And, and I, Oh, sorry. Go, sis. Speak, speak, speak. I'm sorry. Please speak. I was just telling you that you experience the swing of the pendulum, right? With that trigger with your wife. Yes. When your pendulum swung so far to the side, by the law of rhythm, it had to come back and come Mm. back all the way back. Mm. Mm. And now you're like... And then you just came back to center and center. now you're in the middle. Yeah. yeah. I'm in the middle. Yeah. It's, it just, it had to swing that way so mm-hmm. that the central motion could be put back into place and even better than before. So That's much so love beautiful. for you. That is so beautiful, sister. That's so beautiful. Oh, your soul sis. is beautiful. It's oh, always <laughs> yours. Thank you. Always yours. Um, being in India, I've was it big national news when Trump came to India and filled that stadium? Was that a big thing? Was that in 2018 or early 2019 when he? Do you re- remember when Donald Trump came to India? Was that a big thing? Yes, I remember when Donald Trump came to India because. Uh, so the thing is, the Indian Prime Minister is also not very well liked in our country, mm. Mr. Modi. And I mean, I like him, yeah. but that's because I see past what the media says about him. Yes. But um, and I also really like Donald Trump. I'm going to admit it on. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I do. I and like same. Same. <laughs> same. And. You know, and the thing is, there was, you know, how the news and the media is. I don't know what the, I wasn't there at the stadium. Mm -hmm. So as far as I'm concerned, whatever they reported of it, whether they grossly exaggerated what was done or not done or what was said or what was not said. But the thing is, sadly enough, everywhere the man goes, they just make a mockery of it. So it's just. In India, it was a big deal that the president of the United States is coming. But then the majority of the Indian public is very brainwashed by mainstream media. So 
it was like more of something to laugh about that oh these two are hanging out together how how amazing they're like yeah. two peas in a pod and blah 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 and mm. even when even when he came out with the um with the thing that hydroxychloroquine worked for covid yeah. india was supposed to supply all of the hydroxychloroquine and i was so proud of that yeah not yeah. that but it's just for the longest time nobody really knows what the truth is about him and there's just it was a big deal in india just to make fun of it that's right. the thing there was just like you have your comedians in the us that just go off on the orange man all the yes. time yes the yes. Com- comedians in the in india went off on him as well and mm. it wasn't i mean i wish it was more of like a res- like more respectful and yeah. um, honor and honor and honor yeah because it re- that man is i mean hats off to him he has oh. he has put up with so much so much and if he oh. ever watches this interview um <laughs> you are amazing <laughs> mm, yes. mr trump yes so and we all support you so much in the light work community we really yes, do yes yeah. yes we do yes we do yeah. and the reason i bring that up i've never seen that many people gathered in one place ever that i think that there was 100,000 people that filled that stadium i mean that stadium was jam packed when he came and it's incredible yeah. the gatherings i i have um over to my side i have a picture so since i was a little boy one of the things when i was abused i'd have these visions of what i would what was going to happen and and we are going to come into this and i had all these visions of stadiums being filled and that and i was speaking and playing and i play music i write i want to send you some music uh, oh wow <laughs> but when i'm on all of a sudden like what i would use the term holy spirit and but you know the love just washes through washes. the stadium and just washes everyone and people are coming and perpetrators who have caused pain can come and heal and victims can come and we can all heal and we'll hold space and just healing event i mean i have chills right now it's i can see it i've seen it since i was a little boy it's a sea of love it's just pure yes and everyone is free everyone is made free everyone is act oh just beautiful and so i have this um picture of billy graham what he did in um madison square garden but when i saw the trump when i saw the india stage that was one of the things that reminded me of 100,000 people it's such an incredible energetic environment and we're not yeah. going to be celebrating sports anymore we're you know we're not going to be watching people hurt themselves we are going to be celebrating exactly. love and god and light and truth and exactly. beauty in each other it's going to be exactly so yeah it is very beautiful it's so funny you mention um that vision you've got you've gone on having i've had visions like that myself where as far as the eyes can see there's almost like an amphitheater or a stadium and it's packed with people and uh and there's just beautiful music mm. which is being produced and it just heals every single yes, person in that space yes the music is yes the healing the oh. music just 
the frequencies are so beautiful. Whoever is performing, whoever is singing, whoever is playing the instruments, it's just, it's just this sea of love which is coming out through all of the combined harmonies everyone is producing and it's called the healing stadium that's what i've seen where people just come in and they're just healed you buy your ticket you get in yes and that's it wow this is such a beautiful synchronicity because this is a vision chills over my back and my dream (laughs) oh my god good it is it is it is definitely coming the vision never goes away like right. it, it comes in a meditation at least once in two days or once in three days i'll have a flash of it and yes. every time the details are a little bit clearer but that is exactly what i see as well that's amazing and it's not a coincidence that we're speaking to each other today and oh my god (laughs) it's amazing i'm like what okay i'm gonna share i had this vision yesterday and i i wasn't i mean i had no plan on sharing it but this is so wild okay so the vision was so q says we're watching a movie yes this is a movie and what makes a great movie, great actors. And Steve Mnuchin, our former secretary of treasury under Donald Trump for four years, is an executive producer in Hollywood. He's made The Suicide Squad. He's made all these movies. His wife just came out with a movie um, about a hedge fund manager who's a cannibal and she's a crazy person, but she has everything. I mean, it was a red pill movie. It's wild. Exactly. And I had this, the vision yesterday was, Things are going to get really like, bad. bad, quick, like really, really, really quick. The month of March, it's going to feel like a year's worth compacted in March. But I thought, I had the, here's my vision, that Jesus, with, ever, with, with all the other, with everyone, but I saw this vision of Jesus was the director of this movie. And the people that are producing the movie on the other side of the veil, Jesus says, they, when they die, they come right to me. So they can't be hurt. So don't worry about it. Keep putting the pressure on. As soon as they die, I have them. I keep bringing them. So it's actually a win-win. But we're going to c- increase all this pressure. We're going to record all this, the truth of it all, the truth of it all, this planet, yes. the Terra, the earth, the stars, the sky, everything is being recorded. And then when the movie gets revealed, our conscious, that's what the movie, when we see the movie, it it takes us to the consciousness of heaven, consciousness on earth. And everyone wakes up. And I thought, we can't die. I mean, we die, but only in this form, this body stops. We're going back to love. We're all coming back to love. Like there's nothing, when the movie gets revealed, (laughs) <laughs> I can feel the elation. Like we'll be different dimensional like that. Exactly. And that's, it's, it has to happen. It's been happening in a drip, drip, drip kind of uh, thing over the past year or two years. Yes. But I think it's really accelerating now. And March is, I think springtime. Mm. This is just a gut feeling. And I've been channeling a lot of this. I think this spring equinox is going to be a really big day. 
and um oh. you're so right when you talk about the the movie it is a movie because yes i think how do you how do you convincingly wake people up you cannot tell them that they've been lied to you have to right. let them experience that they've been lied to hmm. okay so i'm just pulling this up okay oh my gosh okay march 20th the spring equinox okay this is getting wild and okay okay a spring equinox is march 20th yes passover is march 28th okay so i've had this i have had this theory so Rome, and we're still in the Roman era, according to Daniel's prophecy in the book, uh, the book of Daniel, he prophesies the kingdoms that rule the earth. And the last kingdom yeah. is the kingdom of iron and clay, which is Rome, which we're still Rome. in the Roman era. And only the Mashiach, the Messiah comes and destroys once and for all. And that's where we have the age of Mashiach in Christianity and millennial order of Christ, the golden age, age of Christ, all this accumulates in one time. And Jesus says this saying, he says, no man knows the day nor the hour, but he doesn't say the year. Yeah. And then I've been, I mean, I've for a long time gone down all this path of studying years and times and seasons and knowledge and books and, and all these things. And then I read the Dead Sea Scrolls and the Christian myth, which is the only uh, John Allegro. The Nag Hammadi scriptures. Yes. And Jesus was crucified in 88 BC, documented crucified in 88 BC. And it says in Psalms, a day with the Lord is as a thousand years and a thousand years as a day. So we have one day equals a thousand years. thousand years. Okay. So in Genesis and in the people that know all this stuff, they see all this. They've fragmented the truth of all these different fractals. So Genesis and the, the, the six days of Genesis, seventh day, God rests. So day one, two, three, four on day five is the first day that life enters a creature on the earth. Yes. Day six, God creates man, mankind, male and female. And then on the seventh day, God rests. God rests. So from Adam, and this is, Adam is not the beginning of humanity on this earth. Adam is not the beginning of the earth. It's just the story from Adam to when Jesus came, there's 4,000 years. Yeah. And this isn't the beginning of hominins on this planet. This is not the beginning of humanity. This is just from Adam's, the story of Adam to Jesus is 4,000 years. Then Jesus comes. And the first time that Jesus speaks to a non-Jewish person is the Samaritan woman at the well. And it says that he abode with the Samaritans two days. So you have day five, day, day six. six, at the end of day six, God rests. Yes. The millennial reign of Christ, the thousand year golden age, the age of Mashiach. So then this is where, I, <laughs> this is where my mind's really getting blown. Okay. So spring equinox is March 20th. Passover is March 28th. According to the new Testament, Jesus was crucified on Passover, first night of Passover. And then there's seven days, the Feast of Unleavened Bread after Passover. So 
Rome knew the times and the reason and the Dead Sea Scrolls and Christian myth, John Allegro said, the reason we get year zero is Rome, when they destroyed the temple, backdated it. So it was all about when they destroyed the temple and they backdated it 70 years and said 70 years ago was year zero. And that's yeah. how we have the Gregorian calendar. Yes. <laughs> so if Jesus was crucified and if he was killed in 88 BC, 2000 years plus 88 BC takes us to 1988 yes. plus 33 years of ascension takes us to 2021, 2021. which we're entering. And I he, Passover was when he was killed. I really think that at the end of this month, people are going to have their minds blown, blown, blown. <laughs> Exactly. Imploding. Implosions are going to happen. (laughs) Not even explosions. Implosions. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. I, I, this is, and that's why they had to mess the taint, the calendar up. They had to mess the years up. They had to change the years or we'd all know, oh, silly news, silly narrative, silly people like go away. Exactly. But our years are all messed up. Exactly. And, and I think Washington, D.C. is, I've read somewhere that the Vatican, Washington, D.C. and London are like, uh, they're like the remnants of the Roman Empire even yes. now. Yes. Yep. Yes. I've actually read that somewhere and it makes so much sense because I think there's so much um, Roman symbolism even in D.C. Oh, it's all full of it. Yes. Exactly. And it, it just... I mean, for people like us, it's like, oh, it's obvious. Right. They're all into the occult. They're all into the esoteric teachings. And everything in their lives is dependent on these rituals. But they've just conditioned people to believe something completely different. And uh, anyone who tries to question it is called a conspiracy theorist. Right. <laughs> Which is a term that the CIA developed. When people yes. started questioning John F. Kennedy, JFK, yeah, yeah, because there was even I was there. So I've been a I've come the truth side through religion, knowing about Rome and and, and the church and denominations, the Bible versions, all that. I've always been aware of all that. I can give a dissertation on that, but the um the political side I hadn't yet woken up to so much until 2020. And the, where was I going with it? Vatican, Washington, D.C. London. London. Like the the queen bows to the mayor of London once a year. She's the the only person that the queen will bow to. Washington, D.C. is in the form of an owl. Yeah. Vatican is the form of a sun with their obelisks everywhere, worshiping exactly. irises, exactly. body parts. And yes. And once we see this, it's like, okay, I see what you're doing, but you're in darkness and there's no power in darkness except keeping the light from remembering that they're light. Exactly. But now that I remember, I am light, I am shining, you must go. I really think that the darkness is being rolled up gently right now so that those that are still like in the, it's like a, you know, you're rolling. Yeah, it's like a lot of cardiac arrests waiting to happen, honestly. Yes. Yes. And, and that is something which I feel 
no one who truly wishes for the good of humanity is going to want. So it has to be a more loving embrace of revealing the truth to people rather than bludgeoning them with it. Yes. I know it's it's been it's been very disheartening over the last few months to see events play out the way they have. Mm. But I feel it's for a purpose because it's like unless people understand what the current false prophets are preaching is false and until they do not see the folly in the actions of the people who were touted to be the heroes and the saviors of this time how are they going to understand that they have been lied to they have to see the villain to appreciate the hero yes yes this is so good i'm so glad we're talking same <laughs> oh, sister i i'm excited let's let's do more let's do more yes yes you're there's so much to talk about so much to talk about let's <laughs> let's do a couple more episodes you know in the next couple of weeks and yeah for sure let's do that when we're on stage together at a stadium in the healing stadium that we're gonna look oh, back yeah. and like remember we talked about all and this. maybe we can like maybe we can sing a song together in our next episode that would be amazing that would be amazing yeah this thank you Thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Alicia Berry, amazing soul. Everyone, please go follow this precious sister on, well, you're on Twitter, you're on Instagram. Where else are you? I'm on Facebook, but not so active because yeah, I don't really <laughs> want to be there. Yeah. But yeah, Twitter and Instagram. And for personal sessions, everybody can just shoot me an email. And uh, yeah, that's basically where to find me right now. I'm doing, I'm starting with one-on-one -on -one sessions in person in India. If you're listening to me in India or in New mm -hmm. Delhi, you can get in touch with me. But if you're outside, I'm going to give you an online session. And I hope to be more active on my social media channels in the coming weeks. But it's just been there's a lot going on behind the scenes spiritually for all of us. And we are preparing for something really big. Nice. And, and Lucas, I'm sure after our conversation and after our visions, I'm sure that's really, really everything that we've spoken about is so synchronistic. We are preparing for something huge. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sis. <laughs> oh, I just want to keep talking. I am so thankful for you. I, I have so many chills. Love and light. Love and light. Love and light. Love and light and wisdom and strength to you. And just keep shining your light on people. You are radiant, Lucas. Sis, thank you so much for coming on. That was powerful. I can't wait to have many more conversations with you and do some music together. It's going to be beautiful. Everyone, blessings upon blessings to you. This is the time I've been praying for all my listeners and followers on, and on all these platforms, just blessings, receive love, release fear, walk in the divine presence of love. You, that is your sovereign right as a human being to walk in the unconditional and infinite love available for every single one of us. So continue to release fear, find the courage to face that which you need to heal be vulnerable, walk through that and find love on the other side. 
I'm Lucas Mack. This is the Golden World Revolution. Thank you so much for joining, and I'll talk to you on the next episode. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening. For support in your journey, go to my website, lucasmack.com.